Welcome to the Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I have helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. Welcome to The Rachel Gujup Show. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my good friend and incredible human, Sarah Morgan. Sarah is an Emmy-winning digital strategist who's been blogging, designing, and creating content online for over 20 years. After ditching her corporate web design job in 2012 to build a successful freelance business, she shifted her focus to help other women entrepreneurs simplify their marketing strategies, show up with confidence and grow their online businesses like a boss. She shares daily tips and advice at exosarah.com, on her podcast, The Dare to Grow Show and on social media at Morgan. Today, we're chatting about how to show up with confidence online. I just know you're going to get so much from this conversation with Sarah. So let's dive in. I am so excited to speak with you today about how to show up online with confidence because this is a topic I get asked about a lot. And it's a topic that's talked about a lot online too. But the term show up can be interpreted in so many ways. So before we dive in, I would love for you to define what showing up online means to you. Yes. I love that we're starting with that because I feel like people understand like the strategies and the tactics and they're like, I get it, but how, like specifically, what do I do right this moment? So I'm so glad that we need to define that first. Showing up essentially means connecting with your audience. And this can be in lots of different ways. So my main way, and maybe Rachel's as well, is a podcast. So I do a podcast every week so people can spend like 15, 20 minutes with me just hearing my voice. So if you're someone who's like, yes, I want to show up. No, I don't want to put my face on video. You can find your own way to do this. You can do blog posts. It can be via email. It can be YouTube videos. It can be Instagram, TikTok, that kind of thing. Um, those are very effective because video communication is going to allow your audience to kind of catch your vibe and see how you work and what you're like and what it's like to talk to you a little bit more easily than blog posts or just audio. Um, but if you are struggling to show up, then picking whatever feels best to you is the perfect place to start. Even if everybody else is saying video, 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 you just want to be in front of your audience on a consistent basis. So a few times a week to start, if you're really struggling and putting it off is totally fine. Don't feel like you have to go from never doing audio, never doing video, and suddenly you're going to be online live on Instagram five days a week or something crazy like that. So show up is just connecting with your audience on a regular basis in whatever way feels best for you. Oh, I love that so much. It's such a simple 
definition. And I think when you break it down and particularly, obviously the part on whatever feels good to you is (laughs) so important because I swear if I got like asked to do like one more video when I first started out, I was going to like scream because I was like, I can't. I don't even know what to like say in written text. And by the way, if you don't already know, I'm a copywriter. So for me to say, like, <laughs> I don't even know what to freaking write. And you want me to like get on video is like a lot. So yeah, definitely like starting small because there are a lot of benefits to showing up and building that connection with your audience, right? Yeah, absolutely. People have an easier time connecting with you when they can see you and hear you and get your voice and the way you speak. And so that really goes pretty far in building that like know, like trust factor. So you want people to know a little bit about who you are, like, where do you live? Do you have a dog? Do you have kids? Are you married? Like little stuff like that. They want to know, like, what kind of human are you? Like they want to like you, but not everybody is going to like you. What There's like a saying, uh, you can be the juiciest peach in the world, but somebody doesn't like peaches. Like there's always people that aren't going to like you. So your people should like you and then trust. You're asking people on the internet to send you money. And sometimes it's a lot of money. So they need to trust that when they send money to a complete stranger on the other side of the world, that they're going to get what they are expecting in return. So you have to build that trust and being an actual person on video or talking to them helps to build that faster. You can do it with writing and blog posts and stuff like that, but video is really helpful because it just goes a lot faster. I love that. And it's so true, right? Like I know for me, when my clients say, oh my God, like we're on a one-on-one coaching call, they're like, you're exactly the same as you are. Like the DMs to me as like the podcast, you're like sounding exactly the same. You're really practical. Like, you know, Pacey, my dog is like barking in the background. They're like, this is like what I see all day, every day. And I'm like, yes, this is what you're trying to recreate. There shouldn't be any like nasty surprises. Obviously I, you know, wow, my clients, and I know you do too, Sarah, but like, there are no like nasty surprises. They're not like, oh my God, where is she now? And yeah. why is she not like sending me any DMs? And why like is the video off? Or why is she suddenly so like hyped up? Like she's had 50 coffees where normally <laughs> she's like really chill. <laughs> like you just yes. want to create the same experience. And that means like, as you said, showing up in a way that feels good to you. So I know many of my clients say something along the lines of like, well, my life is private and I want to keep some things to myself, which obviously it's completely within their rights. That's fair. We don't show up and share absolutely everything that's going on. We don't want to overshare. So how do you support your community to make decisions around what is and what is off limits? Yeah, I love that question. So for me, I have a really easy rule. If I want to talk about the thing with strangers, if I feel comfortable people having people ask me questions about that thing, then I will talk about it. Otherwise, I might just say, you know, if it's something like difficult, like my dad was sick a few years ago. And so I was like flying back home and I wasn't working. And so I just went on stories and I just posted a photo and was like, hey, this is where I am. Things are going to be quiet right now. And I just got lots of like, you know, good luck. I hope everything is going okay. you know, sending you prayers. And so sometimes it's okay to like be a little bit vulnerable because people are seeing like everybody that follows me knows my dog and they know like all the silly things that she's doing. So 
it does help to build that relationship, especially if you're working one-on-one with clients and you're going to be talking to them every week, you're going to be a little bit in their life. And so finding just like little things to let your audience know how you're doing, what you're up to is really helpful. The other thing, and this is something I haven't really talked about before. So you're getting my like, you know, I'm like, I've been mulling this over in my head. So think about when you watch a cartoon, if you watch the Simpsons, you're going to notice that they have specific little like characteristics or things that always are theirs. So like, you know, when they open up their closet, they have one of the same outfit or they have 50 of the same outfit. Uh, Lisa always has her like saxophone. She's always reading things. You know, Bart's got his skateboard. So what are those like little random things that are a constant with you? So one of mine is leopard print. Okay. So Rachel is watching me and I'm sitting in my closet right now. So she can see the amount There's of leopard. It's silly. It's silly. Also, um, I'm wearing leopard. My pants are leopard print right now too. And I'm, oh, there's a leopard print dog bed behind. Yeah. So my audience knows that I am like a crazy Carol Baskin over here. If you watch Tiger King, like that's what my closet looks like. And sometimes when my audience, um, when they sign up for things, they'll send me a picture and be like, I was wearing my leopard print leggings. I was wearing my leopard print shirt. And I did this, you know, when I was signing up for your program. So those little things, it seems so silly and random, but I'm going to catch all the people who are like, Ooh, I love leopard print. And all the people who are like, Ooh, I love someone who's like a little bit crazy and a little bit like funky or whatever you want to call it. So those things are really going to help attract people to your audience. So it doesn't always have to be like, here's my journal. Let's get personal. You know, it's just little things that help them identify who you are, what you like, what you're about. So it can be as simple as like, your hobbies. You like to go hiking. You like to paint. You can show like little behind the scenes to help people see that you're like a full-on human and not just like a person, like a robot attached to their computer all day. I love that. And it's so true because I've been following you for many, many years (laughs) online. And if you asked me to like choose certain things, it would be like the pink, the yellow, the green, um, it would be leopard print. It would be your dog and doing like tricks. And so you're so right. Like that has stayed the same. You've changed your programs. Obviously your business has grown, you know, you've moved house, all of those things that we all do in business, but they have stayed constant. So like that would be the first thing that came to my head. And even saying that I don't wear leopard print and those aren't my colors yet. I love that about you because I can see you love it. And so the connection through seeing that you love it and knowing that that's about you is just enough too. So you don't even have to share things and expect your clients to like love them the same. It's just building that connection and that consistency. And I think also your point on being vulnerable too is so important. So many of us are in a space of asking our clients to be vulnerable from whether it's coaching or you're asking people to choose kind of like colors or to get really clear on their copy And so if we're not wanting to be vulnerable and show anything of ourselves, I sort of think, well, how can we expect our clients and community to come into our space and to share stuff with us? Do you feel the same? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And the thing that happens when you show up a little bit vulnerable and you let people in a little, like I'm also very, very introverted and I'm a Scorpio. So I'm like a little locked box over here, but I, I pick the things, you know, I'm, I'm intentional about it because 
I do have, you know, uh, a strong bubble, I would say. So you need to show up first. I think we kind of, we like create an Instagram account. We post five things and then we're like, nobody showed up. Nobody. And it's like, they have to find you. And then you have to keep showing up consistently so that they're starting to look for you. And then it's going to start turning into like a community thing. Um, And when you show up with all your like little weird quirks and your hobbies and the little behind the scenes, you start getting people who are such a good match for that. Like I get dog moms that show up all the time in my programs. I get like people in leopard print, people who are like single and a little bit older and just kind of like adventuring in their life. So I'm getting clients that I really, really like hanging out with. Like I, Rachel is in my program. I like hanging out with Rachel. She's fun to talk to. And so also she has a really cute dog. You get, you get <laughs> bonus points for a dog in my book. Yay. But you like attract the right people. And then that makes your job so much easier. And when your job is easier, you feel more confident. And then you want to show up more for your audience and post more and interact with them more. So it makes everything easier when you let people in and show yourself just a little bit. That is so true. I think that's something that I like even learned the hard way where I was like, I'm doing the thing. Why do I not have a, you know, community of a million like people and why they're not like sharing and showing up. And I was like, oh, I need to like keep doing this. Right. And so that I think is a huge shift for a lot of my listeners. And I know for my clients, because we've got things going on, right. So I'm like, oh, I'm doing X and I'm doing Y. I haven't showed up for a while. And I think if you can show up, like you said before, in a really consistent way, an easy way, like a couple of times a week and do that, it becomes easier. But then you do get all of the results and the warm, fuzzy feelings that you're looking for. And then it makes it so much easier to keep showing up. But yes, you do need to hang in there for a while. And sometimes it takes like a couple of months, right? Like it's not just I show up and then like two days later, everything happens. Like I feel like I showed up for a good this was years ago, but a good probably six months on Instagram before it really started to like get traction. And now I feel like after spending last year and I wasn't on very much, I've been doing a lot of work to show up consistently again and to keep making those connections. So it's like something you have to like work at all day. And I think a lot of people forget that. Is that something you find as well for your community? Like they show up for a couple of months and then just disappear. They come back for a couple of months and they're like, why am I not seeing results? And It really is like the consistency and a little bit of the frequency. Yeah. Yeah. I always try to kind of give myself a baseline for how I want to show up. So like two reels or two videos in my feed a week and then kind of every other day on stories. So I set really strong boundaries for myself so that I'm not getting overwhelmed or exhausted by how much time I'm spending on social media. So my main platform is Instagram. And so I will respond to comments maybe, maybe twice a day, but usually it's just once a day. So I'm not constantly like going in and checking and responding to likes and DMS and all of that. I'm, I'm posting my thing or I'm scheduling it to auto post. And then once a day, maybe twice I'm going in and responding to things and commenting on other people's posts. So having some boundaries around that is, has been helpful because Otherwise you're picking up your phone constantly and you're like, oh, I want to see if anybody responded to that thing. So you have to create a little mental distance, at least for me and feeling very introverted so that I am not 
burning through my energy on something that's not like once I've posted, once I've responded, I don't need to do anything else on Instagram really. So I, I can set it aside, do my actual daily tasks and not, you know, waste all that time and feel like, oh, I spent all this time on Instagram and nothing happened. So boundaries are really, really helpful in that. Oh, I love that. I set so many boundaries as well. And recently I've been setting even more, making sure, like you said, that I'm not just like hanging out there. Like, I don't know, wanting some gratification or some love or something that I should probably be getting from somewhere. Well, dopamine. Yeah. Not the app, Um, which is like a really nice segue into another question that I want to ask you because Many of my listeners identify as like non-conforming and are living with depression and anxiety. And for these creators, like showing up can mean re-exposing themselves to trauma, to feeling like overwhelmed, to pushing, like you said, you know, their energy out into the universe when they really should be taking care of themselves. And I know you've spoken publicly about running a business with anxiety. So if you're comfortable, do you mind sharing why you decided to talk about this with the community and the ways you've ensured that you don't walk away from like these conversations about anxiety or just in general feeling like really, really triggered? Yeah, that's such a great question. So I decided to talk about it because I kind of noticed other people. I noticed like a trend in online business. And before that, in the blogging space, I've been blogging since I was like 13. You can imagine how good that content was. Um, But I noticed that we, with anxiety or mental health challenges or super introversion, gravitate to online communities because it is a little, you have a little bit of distance and you can turn it off. So that's the first thing. Like if you are feeling triggered by something, unfollow, delete, block. This is your space, your Instagram or, you know, whatever social media. Um, And so keep your boundaries really strong around the things that you are willing to talk about and be, or I guess, practice being comfortable saying, Hey, that's not cool in my space, or that makes me feel uncomfortable. And we're not going to go there. Um, Following a lot of creators who already do this is helpful Um, One of them is the love drive. He talks all about like dating and sex. So warning, Um, but he sets excellent boundaries. So if you follow and watch him on stories, um, he posts like a question box. People are allowed to respond. And he's very clear. Like you can put one question per person. Do not DM me. I'm not going to do it this way. I'm not going to, you know, so he's very clear about how his audience should interact with him. And he puts a stop to anything that is crossing those boundaries um, because he has a large audience and it's probably happening more more than once. Um, Rachel Cargill, I think I'll I'll give you her her Instagram. She's really good too at setting boundaries with people. Um, So that's a good thing to do is to follow other creators who have similar challenges or that you just see really... um, leading their community and showing people how to interact with each other and with them. Um, The other part about talking about anxiety is that I know my experience is going to help someone. Like at least one person is going to be like, oh shit, like Sarah has anxiety and she's still like making videos and doing a podcast. And, uh, and I'm also showing up on the days when I feel like garbage, you know, every once in a while, not always, but 
if I am, you know, on a Tuesday, like I'm still in bed, we're going to watch TV today. I'm going to take a nap. Like today is not happening. I will post that on my stories because I know that somebody else is having the same thing and they're feeling guilty and they're trying to rally instead of just being like, okay, I guess we're taking a day off. That's okay. So I post those things so that my audience can say, oh, okay, you can run a business and this is okay if I take a break. Um, I was just talking to a client today and she had, we were doing some time tracking and looking like at how she was spending her days and she was watching a block of YouTube videos in the middle. And so we were kind of talking about that and like how long that takes. And she was kind of going into, into feeling a little guilty or like, oh, I got to fix that, that part of my task list. And I said, no, you just need to uh, put a boundary around it because that is your recharge. So if you want to, in the middle of the day, take 30 minutes to watch videos or, you know, I watch TV in the middle of the day all the time because that's my recharge after we do this podcast, because I also had a coaching call today. Now I need to go and lay on the couch and like stare at the ceiling. And I don't feel guilty about doing that because I know if I want to do the rest of my task list, I need a recharge. So boundaries around that as well has been really helpful for me to feel comfortable showing up. And also when I talk about that stuff, nobody has ever like unfollowing, like, oh, you have anxiety. I can't listen to you anymore. Like that's never happened. I always get people saying, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going through the same thing. So if you're feeling called to show up and share anything that feels uncomfortable, go for it and just see the response you get. And if it sucks, you can never do it again, but you never know, you might get a really good response from your audience. That was a very long-winded <laughs> meandering response for you. No, that was so good. I think, firstly, I like love that you share all of that stuff. It helps even when you're like tired or I suffer from migraines. Like I had a yeah. migraine this week. And like even when you're sharing, you know, photos um, and like videos, I don't uh, have anxiety. But I was like, oh, it's still giving me permission to be like, no, I need to be on the couch resting like I can barely yeah. get up and down my stairs why am I like hustling right yeah. and I know so many of my clients I've like sent them to your profile um so that they can learn how to like you know set those boundaries and see that there is evidence you've shown it other creators like you said are showing it that you can show up with different mental health issues you can show up if you know identify as like black all of those things that you can still show up if you set boundaries and are true to yourself because that's the message I always take away from everything you share. Like if I really care about myself and my business and like my mission and the things that I want to achieve, then I need to like freaking sit on the couch with a bag of Doritos and watch this Netflix yes. movie right now. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? Like who am I yes. helping or serving by sitting at my desk, like slumped, like trying to write something, feeling really like gross and exhausted and, you know, yeah. like who am I actually helping? And I think the online business space can make us feel like we always need to be on, but you've shown here that that is just not the case at all. And I love that you also shared that example of your client because many of my clients do that too. They're like, oh, I can only work for three hours a day in one chunk. And then the rest of the day, yeah. you know, I do X, Y, and Z, which is me lately. And I was like, that's completely fine. They're like, but don't I need to like go back to my desk? Don't I was like, no, like yeah. that's how you work and you're getting all of your shit done and you're feeling yes. good about it and you're growing your business and your clients are happy and you're happy why do you need to go back to your desk like to do what like 
where did we get, I just don't know where we got this idea that being on all the time was probably capitalist society, but we're being yeah. on all the time <laughs> was like a good thing because we know in business, right? The more downtime you have, often the more work we can do. Do you find that true as well? Oh yeah. I hired a new assistant um, and she's been gone the past month. She's moving and stuff. Uh, and so I'm taking back a lot of those tasks and oh my gosh, I just, I cannot wait until she's starting back next week. And I'm like, oh, yes, you're going to take all this stuff away. All that stuff just like clogs up your day. And I totally agree. We are trained to work until four or 5 PM or, or you finish your task list early. And now you're going to go dig into everything else and give yourself more work. Like we need to be great bosses to ourselves, think about ourselves as employees and not work ourselves so hard. I try to put space on Monday and Friday. I try to not schedule anything on Friday so that if I need a nap in the middle of the week, or if I, you know, just fall behind and then it's 3 PM and I'm like, my brain is done. Like, I know that's my cutoff 3 PM after that. I'm not going to be so smart anymore. Um, but then I can scooch things around a little bit when I add more space to my schedule. So yeah, anything that we can do to support ourselves in just doing the work that's on your list for today and then being done. Like that's a privilege that we have of working from home and working for ourselves. And so we should take advantage of that. And I love that we're talking about this more, I think, within the online business community because we're like, you know, getting a team together for like, naps and you know go play outside go for a hike in the middle of the day watch tv like team take care of yourself because then you can show up better for your clients and your customers right and that's what we're wanting to do and it just sort of makes so much sense like so many of my clients and community and I've been there you're so exhausted at the end of the day who the hell has like a time or like wants to show up and then I was finding that I was actually re-exposing myself to trauma because I was telling myself yeah. stories that if I didn't show up, X, Y, and Z wouldn't happen, or I'd be having conversations with clients in my community that I wasn't like emotionally able to like respond mm -hmm. to, but I felt like I had to like respond to them in that moment because I'm rude if I'm, you know, and I'm not showing yeah. up, I'm not responding. And so I think what you've shared here is like, so important. It just shows that if you set boundaries, define what's showing up, means to you um, and take care of yourself that you can show up you can build that connection um, with your audience so yeah. I would love to know if you wanted listeners to take away one thing about showing up online with confidence what would it be there are no rules that's like yes. my life motto especially this year there are no rules figure out what works best for yourself if you're not sure, look at all the people that you follow or like um, on stories, it's going to put those profile pictures in order of the person that you are spending the most time with. So look at those first couple of people and say, why do I pay attention to them? You know, what kind of things are they sharing? How are they sharing? How are they showing up? What are they putting in their feed versus in stories? Just look at those people and kind of say, okay, that sounds good. Test it out. You don't have to 100% commit to anything. That's the other part of it. There are no rules. You can do it however you want. And if you try something and it sucks, you don't have to keep doing it. So figure out what works best for you and your clients. And that's all you need to do. Just focus on that.
I love that permission to change your freaking mind if something no longer works for you, because I am not going to be showing up exactly the same way as I was in 2019. And I'm sure next year I'll be showing up like a completely different again. And so that permission is so, so freeing. So I'm so glad that you shared that. So thank you so much for coming on to the Rachel Kujip show and for sharing your story, insights and wisdom. I know listeners are going to take away so much from what you've shared here today. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found what I've shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.